Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Looking for the truth and not worried about rattling some cages to get at it, this is The Roy Green Show. Well, the things we're going to talk about tomorrow on the program is the school shooting in Florida. We'll have uh, a former president of the American Psychological Association joining us to uh, talk about what goes on in the minds of these shooters. Uh, really interesting um, list of, of uh, points and issues that is consistent with all of them. So we'll do that, and uh, I'm getting really tired of the prime minister of this country consistently insisting that Canadians can do better. He said so after the, um, the, uh, the trial in Saskatchewan for Gerald Stanley. Canadians can do better. He said so after the 11-year-old girl claimed that her hijab was snipped twice on the way to school. Canadians can do better. Mr. Trudeau seems to have this, at least it's my sense, that Mr. Trudeau thinks there's a streak of bigotry that runs through this country. And uh, I'd like to challenge him on that. We'll hear from you. I want to hear your thoughts on on this constant reminder, this constant statement by the Prime Minister. Canadians can do better, and it always has to do with something that has to do eventually with race. So we'll get into that uh, on tomorrow's program. It's time now for Beauties and the Beast with Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale, independent business journalist, and... Vice President of Cambria, Canada, and Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament, and seatmate to the aforementioned Monsieur Trudeau. Beauties, how are you? Hello, Roy. Great. Hi, Roy. Great. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, I, well, I, I was going to call you Ron, but I thought I'd better spare you. Then they all start talking at the same time. Sorry. And I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> Sorry. I said I was going to call you Ron. Oh, yeah. Ms. Mulroney oh, okay. called me Ron twice today. Oh, so, you know what? I, it, it didn't really bother me that much. I, I think somebody on her staff let her down. Mm-hmm. She should be told who she's talking to. Even if yeah. she doesn't listen to the show, somebody on the staff should say, his name is Roy. Yeah. But then you know what she did? She told the call screener, told the call screener, tell him my name is Caroline, not Carolyn. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so anyway. It's an interesting time in Ontario politics. I'd like your thoughts, all of you, on the ongoing uh, issue with Patrick Brown, who's once again a candidate for the leadership of the job that he held until about two weeks ago. Of course, the party can at any time, the party uh, executive can at any time decide that he's not going to run for the leadership. They already booted him out of the caucus. So, uh, Michelle, let's start with you. You've spent time in in Canada's federal government, what's most interesting and what's most disturbing to you about this whole issue with Patrick Brown? Well, Roy, I, I, I'm becoming uncomfortable. You know, it's not that I don't believe all of it, but I'm becoming very uncomfortable with the process that's utilized to dispense with... Um, 
what could maybe just be problematic, you know, candidates, and or they want to make way for somebody else. I, I'm just, I'm really, uh, you know, I, I again, it's not that I don't believe them, but it's just every day there's something going on. Do you think? Uh, do you think that a political party executive would, could? Uh, if they look at their leader heading into an election that's just a couple of months away, look at the leader and say, you know what, we really don't want this leader. You know what, we don't really think this leader, I'm not talking about Patrick Brown necessarily, could be anybody. No, no. This, this person can't possibly win the election, so let's stage something to remove them. To, to come up with, uh, with sexual harassment complaints uh, and sexual assault complaints would be a very extreme way of doing that. Well... I I believe it. I really would. If they want to win, they didn't necessarily see Patrick Brown as the path to victory. And, you know, that's one thing. But, again, I'm very uncomfortable with the speed at which all of this gets dispatched. Let me ask you one more question. Does yeah. this does the di- discussion begin at the caucus level to backbenchers and perhaps not ministers and perhaps not people who surround a premier or a prime minister? Is it people who are part of the party, part of the entire structure, members of parliament or, 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 uh, or provincial MPs or MLAs? Is that where it begins? I think to a certain degree it does. And then... It, you know, the, it becomes a rumble, and the senior executive gets involved. Mm-hmm. Or, Catherine, do you think it would be potentially a situation where the senior executive has an objective and they plant the seed somewhere else? Oh, you know, I have heard so many rumors. What do you I think of the situation? The people involved in this whole thing, personally. <laughs> so I have heard so many conspiracy theories about what happened with Patrick Brown that my head is spinning and I have no clue what the truth is. However, in the past week, it was interesting. CTV was found to be wrong, uh, you know, factually incorrect in the story they, they um, you know, they aired that was the ruination of Patrick Brown a few weeks ago. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, and that, of course, brings to mind the question, what else is wrong, right? If, if something isn't true, then what else isn't true? I must say, though, I was quite shocked to hear that he was re-entering. I, I don't know, but if, if, you know, trying to gain, trying to read the TVs as best one can, um, I wonder if this is his, like, he undoubtedly feels affronted, and, and perhaps justifiably so, because, again, we don't know all the facts now, and I sometimes wonder if we ever will. But I think this was a bit of, everybody deserted him right away when these allegations yeah. came up. And I wonder if this is a bit of revenge on his part. I'm going to re-enter this thing and upend it even more. I don't know. That's speculation on my part, but it entered my mind. All right, Linda, do you think that women might have a, I don't know, a more, um, not forgiving, but a, would be more willing now to listen to Patrick Brown than they might have been when the accusations first came forward. Absolutely. And I'm going to say it. Way to go, Patrick Brown. Way to go to jump back in because I love democracy. And this, to me, and I'm just going to be very blunt, this was an inside job 
this was orchestrated as far as I'm concerned. Of course, I have no proof, Roy, but in my heart of hearts... Well, we're just I looking for opinions. Was. And you know who's laughing all the way on this? Kathleen Wynne. Yeah, that's the She's real She's just laughing. Story. We've yeah. got the PC party in disarray. And now we've got fighting, and now they're going to try to oust Patrick Brown because he's going to go to the leadership. It's just not democracy. And yes, I do believe that there are smarter women out there. This has come out that the CTV, when they admit, oh, I wasn't underage. Oh, 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 little details. Show your face. Give us your name because I am sick of the lynch, the witch hunt, which you just talked about, about drugs, Roy, witch hunt. This is a witch hunt, and it's I'm wrong. I'm just wondering if yeah. I'm just wondering if men are more likely to say, "Hold on a minute here, we're not going to just throw these women under the bus now. We we are we want no, to know more about their situation, and would be perhaps less likely to have empathetic feelings for Patrick Brown. I wonder if there's a gender divide. I don't I know." So. I think, I think maybe. So. I think maybe. That's anyway, what I think will be very interesting, taking a, a big picture look at all this situation, is if so far the polls have continued to be very positive for the Ontario Conservatives. Yeah. So the question, that from a purely sort of political, you know, science standpoint, to see if Wynne gets herself, you know, thumped in the election as she richly deserves to do, given her record, but. If we see that despite all this going on, boy, what a statement about capitalism. You know, one of the things we have to remember is that for much of the rest of the country, there's a a less, maybe a a lesser interest in the overall story and more of an interest in the specifics and the nucleus of the story surrounding Patrick Brown. Um, Because, you know, if if you're living uh, living far away from Ontario... Your level of interest in the political game in the province is probably not as great as it is if you live here. Similarly, if you're uh, living in Quebec and you know what's going on in British Columbia, if there's something going on that's somewhat prurient, you're interested in those details but not in the bigger picture. Right? Yeah. There's, there's a, there are a lot of factors at play here. Yep, indeed. Well, I believe well, in democracy. And I time think will tell. But, but Linda, what, is that? what do you mean you believe in democracy? Democracy. He already won the leadership. Now, they're saying the memberships are wrong, the numbers are wrong, etc. But that was democracy. I am saying let them all go and let the voters but decide. He, not he, but, the but, but hold on. Party. He dictated. Or he, there's audio, and we have it. Yeah. There's audio of him speaking to uh, apparently party functionaries about telling someone in his office to write a resignation letter. But with the gun to his head. We don't know that. Yeah, we don't. But I'm just saying, as a journalist, in my gut instinct, this was an inside job. I'm just saying that, Roy. And I'm not saying I'm a big Patrick Brown fan. I'm just saying I believe in the political system. I like passion. I like people who who, who want questions answered. I like people who feel like... They want to know what's going on. Do you think this, let me ask you this final question on this, then we move on to other things because as always we run out of time. Is this going to harm this political party to the point that you could have, God forbid, a return of Kathleen Wynne and her liberals? Could there be enough cynicism generated in the provincial electorate to say, these guys can't run their own shop. How are they going to run the province? I think there is. Possible. But my theory of politics is that governments get voted out, not in, as a rule. And and it's not just my theory. It's a pretty good theory, (laughs) supported by many observers. And 
as a result, I think we're going to see the end of wind again for very good reason. The damage that's so. been done to Ontario has been quite substantial. Not just Ontario. She's and, harmed the and, whole and country. The country. And let's face it, biggest province in the country. It does it. You say people in other parts of the country, I don't blame them if they're not sort of obsessed with what's going no, on. No, no, but Ontario. they're paying the bills. Let's not fool ourselves. They're paying the bills as much yeah, as well, people in Ontario are. They used to pay the bills a lot more than they Yeah, they but they still are paying bills yes. for this province. Have not. Okay, so we all we all live in Ontario, folks, uh, but we may be heading to a province near you very soon. All right, let me take a break. When we'll come back, we'll talk about the business council telling the federal government to cut taxes to offset business taxes to offset the U.S. tax cuts. But our finance minister, Mr. Morneau, says that's not necessary, not at all necessary. And home equity lines of credit get a record two hundred and thirty billion dollars. That's people who are taking money out of their home equity to buy sometimes stuff, shiny stuff. We'll come back. You know you hit the big leagues when you're a guest on his show. This is the Roy Green Show. What is uh, really uh, noteworthy is that Mr. Brown could not even nick the radar until about two weeks ago when things developed as they have to where they are now. Now he's on everybody's lips. Business Council has told the federal government to cut business taxes after the United States cut their taxes. And Mr. Borno, the federal finance minister, says that's not necessary. After all, budgets will balance themselves, and it's you know everything's fine. We don't need to uh, we don't need to follow the United States. We don't need to cut taxes. Everything is just hunky dory. Former CEO and president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, Catherine Swift. What would you say to Morneau? Oh boy, dream on, dream on. Uh, th- this is this is po- you know potentially the worst thing that could happen to Canada um, at a time when. We already see our energy projects, which have driven the country for a very long time, over the decades, uh, basically, you know, halted in so many instances. We already have investment fleeing the country for all kinds of different reasons, uh, anti-business governments in many provinces, and, and federally right now we very much have an anti-business government. Um, it, it, it boggles the mind how, and I, as you know, I sat on a board with Bill Morneau. I know Bill Morneau. I have been quite unpleasantly surprised by uh, his abandonment of business principles that I thought he believed in a number of years ago when he entered politics. And this is just, to my mind, a further example of this. This is a big deal. These tax changes are very significant, and we're, all, we're, we're already not sitting pretty vis-a-vis competitiveness with the U.S., and this is just going to drive a stake through the heart. Here's uh, my very, question. Very Here's my question, Michelle. Why is he still finance minister? After his ethical lapses, why is he still the finance minister? Well, it beats me. You know, it should have been over when those lapses came forward because it says a great deal about the man. I know he's been well-liked, but it it shows me he doesn't have the same ethical, moral compass that I do. I don't know if he has a compass. 
Well, if he does, it's spinning. Remember what they've done, right? What are we talking about? Uh, the cuts to to uh, tax-free savings accounts. Yeah, we, that was that yeah. was a year ago or two years ago. We were talking about that, and that issue isn't over. No, there's a long, long and a huge deficit. Has he done? Spending. Has he done a credible job? Growing. Catherine, has he done a credible job at all? No, I, well, I, not in my opinion. I mean, I'm I'm one that is a fiscal conservative. I'm not a social conservative, but I am a fiscal conservative, and I would have to say absolutely not. But you know, again, bigger picture. We've had a number of ministers in this government done really stupid things. We had Harjit Sajjan lie, outright lie, about his role in Afghanistan. We've had the Mar- um, Marion Monsef, uh, a total question. She lied on her citizenship papers. Anyway, there's a long list here. And all of them are still in cabinet. So that, that implies to me that we have a prime minister who's very pig-headed and stubborn, and even when things happen that should disqualify people for these positions, they stay in them. And that's right. not a good sign. Ms. Leatherdale, let me ask you to uh, comment on Mr. Morneau, and then we'll do a segue, and you take us into the third subject, and that's the home equity line of credit has hit $230 billion. First of all, we do need tax cuts in this country. Come on. And when you look at the debt of consumers, this is why. And you and I discussed it. Income taxes need to be fair. Well, hey, we pay way too much in taxes. But I agree with Michelle and Catherine. I've scratched my head. Why is Mr. Monod still there? Okay, let's go to this unbelievable. Haven't we talked about this a million you've, times? You've brought it up. You have warned about this for years. Yep. Oh. For years. And now, you know, we know we have consumer (laughs) debt. That includes everything, mortgages, car payments, credit card bills, which are ridiculous, the interest. But also the the fact of the matter that as our real estate market got hot, hot, hot on the longest running bull market I think we've ever seen, we've been using our homes as ATMs. And, you know, that's fine if you're a senior and you're going to just and you don't want to leave any money to your kids. And so you can cash out what? 50% or sorry 70% of your home value but let's look at the kids that are up to their eyeballs in debt that are using their ATMs just to make pay the bills and now we see the Bank of Canada rate is on rise we see interest rates are on rise south of the border and we are seeing a softening in our real estate market particularly in the GTA and in Vancouver with the juries out but we've seen um, some rules come into place plus stress testing for mortgage qualification so my, come on, guys, I, I, I just talked to some young kids, and they go, and I can't pay my credit card bill. I don't know what I'm going to do. Do I declare bankruptcy? What do I do? I don't have the income. We've got to stop living beyond our means. And Good we've luck. Got to and Good luck. All right. All right, kids, we have 15 seconds. We've got to go. I think spring is just around the corner, right? So I get that part. I understand. I look at the calendar. I say it's going to get warm. When it gets warm, the sun comes out. When the sun comes out, people want shiny stuff. When they want the shiny stuff, they go to their... Money lender, and they say, "Give me a hundred thousand on the equity of my house." Yeah. Well, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Don't well, do it. Interest rates are on their way up. Bad yeah. news. Yeah, gotta go, beauties. Okay. Talk to you next okay. Saturday. Okay. Talk to you next week. Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale, Catherine Swift.